welcome to the uh, midweek podcast presented by our friends at Yoshimir Racing. I'm Don Mayed, and I'm here with my friend Nick Way. Um, a few months ago, I did the first installment of what I was going to hope to be a three-piece consecutive uh, supplement nutrition type uh, podcast series, but it's been hard to nail you down, and I've also gotten actually moved into this new office and everything, so uh, things kind of got put on the wayside, but uh, Nick Way is here uh, in his capacity as a ARMA partner, training athlete as himself. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about his role as training uh, rider DeFrancesco, Joe Shimoda, and uh, yeah, Mac- Karen McAdoo, and yeah. Adam Ciencero. Well, it's... D- uh, Villapoto handles the DeFrancesco program. Oh, he program, does? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you were just yeah. talking about him being there. Yeah. So, But, uh, I mean, I guess... One of the things with uh, the guys you train is Adam is now a partner in ARM as well too, right? Yeah, from pretty, I guess, a year within our inception, Adam decided he wanted to make an investment and partner with ARMA because he believed in the product. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're obviously um, pretty invested in him as far as, like, you know, supporting him over the years, and then he's invested in the brand because he believes in it. So um, it's, a, it's, a great, it's a great match, and obviously working with the other athletes that I have, they uh, see a lot of benefits from the products themselves, and mm-hmm. uh, we've had a lot of success. Obviously, motocross is tough. and do a lot of other cross-training, whether it's at the gym, cycling, running, swimming, so it uh, performs well in, in all genre of sport. Yeah. Um, if you think back, uh, think back in the sport, I remember the first thing I ever saw, you know, it was before I was a journalist, and I was just a fan looking at magazines at my brother's house, but... Remember when Wardy had a sticker on his helmet that said race caps or something? It was like some sort of supplement. It was capsules or something. Yeah. There, but, was, uh, there was a there was always it was always prevalent. I remember even when I was younger, LaRocco always had metrics. Met, it was M E T R X. It was yeah. like a yeah, big yeah, protein. Yeah. Essentially it was built for bodybuilding type supplement. Yeah. But then also there was Endura. Shoot, I remember going to Loretta's like my first time on a fifty. And I had, uh, I might have been Endura products, but then also by the Team Green structure or their support area, they had a big tank that they would supply essentially an electrolyte for athletes. Yeah. So it's always been pretty common in the sport. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of becoming more mainstream now that there's, you know, more educational pieces out there. Yeah. It's funny because you think back to like when Carmichael and Stu were sponsored by Gatorade, right? And like Gatorade's like, I mean, I've been told it's like one of the worst things you could drink. It's like full of sugar and. Yeah, there's a lot of there's corn syrup and a lot of dyes and it's. I mean, it's obviously a decent source for electrolytes, mm-hmm. but it's not the best product by any means. Yeah, I think uh, my mom used to give me Gatorade when I was sick and had diarrhea. Yeah, you know I mean, my, my kids my kids love it, but they don't have a lot of sugar, so it does give them diarrhea. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, you know, Arma is in its uh, well in its current current state of business. It's like the second second generation of the name. Um, early on, it was Energy. Yeah, I remember. I think it came out with like Energy Nuts or something, and then it was Energy Drink. Then it went went away for a while, and in in its current current state, it's uh, sports supplements. Nothing to do with energy. Um, so, uh, when did that launch, and how did you become involved in it? Uh, I guess I'd, I've always stayed in touch with Scott Zubkovic. He's been a friend of mine. He worked, we worked together with uh, a lot of projects like marketing with brands, and he 
represented me for a few years there as a pro. Um, he was all, we were always spitballing about like ideas as to, because we obviously have a vast network of people that we are friends with, and then we mm -hmm. have a group of friends that had a formulation business, and so we, Scott kind of connected the dots and pulled together a group and made some products pretty quickly that we were super proud of because there's some key ingredients that we know we have to have as part of you know the line mm -hmm. and certainly to start with we wanted to have a premium product in which it wasn't necessarily our goal to monetize it but to have a product that was recognized as the best of the best mm -hmm. so certainly we're working on more products and trying to fulfill like the entire product line for all athletes and all sports but right now we have a great line for, for motocross specifically. Um, I think it's great for like enduro mountain biking. Certainly we need to have a bit more carbs to eh, kind of complete the entire line for cycling as a whole. Mm -hmm. But uh, we have this hydrates, a super good electrolyte. So yeah, we have, we have a lot of really good products and obviously still getting started and in, in, in evolving the company. Yeah. Um, a little background. I don't know if it's secret or not. You could say so if it is, but it's like, I know that's Scott, yourself, Jeremy McGrath, and Adam Cincerello. Are there more partners? Yeah, Chad's a, Chad Reed's a partner okay, yeah, in Chad Arma. Reed. So he mm -hmm. obviously has a lot of insight in what things that had worked for him with nutrition and things that he's learned over the years because obviously there's been decades that a lot of us motocross athletes have been trying to push to be better. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of little things that uh, can help. And a, a lot of our products in particular aren't necessarily like just a protein or just an electrolyte. A lot of them are complexes. Mm -hmm. So you'll see a lot of, um, it's not just a whey protein. It's the, you know, MCT oil, uh, bioperine, uh, curcumin, all of these things that help in their own right mm -hmm. uh, and help with, and, and that make sure they have this specific amount of absorption. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of like a no brainer as to how it, how it would work. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Oh my god! I called my dad on accident right there. Hung up on him. <laughs> trying to trying to have my phone off. Yeah. <laughs> might need to might need to fix that one. Nah, let's run it. We'll run it. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So so it's kind of like a, a some insight into the exact stack that you would mm -hmm. need instead of trying to find the specific ingredients. It's it's definitely more expensive, but you're getting a lot of products in one. Yeah. Um, okay, so. I know that you guys launched with several products right off the bat. Yep. Um, uh, I, I know that I think Hydrate is the newest product, right? Yeah, Hydrate is just specifically an electrolyte, so yeah. it's kind of like our only product that is not a complex besides the fire. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's definitely it's a super clean, all natural electrolyte. Mm -hmm. uh, the first product that I remember trying, I think, was Blitz, right? Yep, that's like the pre-ride type. Drink. Yeah, Blitz is Blitz is a bit of a like I said, it's a complex, so it has electrolytes, but it also has some BCAAs and mm -hmm. uh, some complex carbohydrates. So it's definitely long-standing energy mm -hmm. along with the electrolyte, but it's it's light, so it's kind of its own niche product that mm -hmm. would be good for a certain amount of time um, energy burnoff, which obviously motocross is perfect for that. Like I said, enduro mountain biking, yeah. some things that are like within a 30 minute window mm -hmm. are perfect for it because it doesn't have a lot of carbohydrates or protein, but it has a lot of, um, like I said, BCAAs and complex carbohydrates. And, and it has another um, ingredient called beta alanine, which mm. will it, beta alanine yeah. is the forearm tingler. Yeah. So right. it has like that paresthesia effect, but it's also very effective and helping all the way to increasing your VO2 max if taken regularly. 
Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm, I'm far from being an athlete myself, but uh, I really have become fond of blitz before I go on a mountain bike ride in the morning. Yep. Like I'll mix it up and I'll drink it in the truck on the way to the trail. And <laughs> it's funny. I can tell when I don't take it, you know, like when I, when I take it, I feel good. And like I said, I had that little bit of tingly feeling in my forearm. Yep. That's from the beta alanine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if I don't take it, I feel flat. It's kind of funny the way that works. Yeah, a lot of the times in the supplement world, it's it's kind of hard to say because obviously you're taking advice from others and see mm-hmm. how it should work for you. But there's a lot of maybe fluffing of the ingredients or the uh, the amounts that's mm-hmm. actually in these products. So not a lot of them are really as effective as you would hope. But it's good to hear feedback from you that you feel good using it because that's the goal, yeah. obviously. But certainly like beyond the electrolytes, it has you know some some calories in there that are effective, whether it's the, the BCAAs, which is the building blocks of proteins or mm-hmm. some complex carbohydrates, which also give you s- some energy as well as, you know, obviously topping off your electrolyte sources. Okay. And then the other product, uh, I, I don't understand this one as much, but you have a product called fire, Yep. right? What is fire and what is it intended for? Well, fire is essentially like a, it's a, it's a caffeinated, um, beverage, which obviously it's comes from whole grain coffee powder. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's kind of a process that's, uh, patented. So it has different size granules. So it has a slower release. So it works over like three hours period of time, but it's, we've had, um, Cleveland clinic has done a study on it and it, it's like shows effectiveness up to three hours and compounding effects on focus and things like that. But it's not just your standard caffeinated beverage. It's, mm-hmm. it's a proprietary complex of, whole grain coffee powder that's not processed so it's super clean doesn't make you feel like your skin's crawling or anything like Mm -hmm. that so yeah that's that's one in particular that a lot of people that i know friends whether they're friends of my kids from school ava's gymnastics i always have people tell me that they they'll buy the fire and they have like ton of you know positive feedback from that one in in particular because you don't necessarily have to have an to be an athlete to feel the effects of that one Mm -hmm. so uh in a perfect like motocross world, like say you're going to the races, you have all the armor products, right? Which order do you take them before a race or practice and then after, etc.? Yeah, I mean, certainly you'd start your day off with having some um, hydrate along with Blitz because mm-hmm. Blitz obviously will help have you some uh, extra carbohydrates and, and protein on board. For extra calories for energy mm-hmm. um, along with obviously the uh, complete meals it's mm-hmm. obviously not like a complete meal replacement by any means um, but yeah so the hydrate in in fire but again I'm speaking at like high level as to where like you have to have your electrolytes at a certain level to where it's you can perform all day mm-hmm. and certainly as a at a professional level and anyone who's taken some level of athletic serious everybody knows that it's pretty tough to have enough calories from just food because it's pretty typical to not have an appetite mm-hmm. or, you know, having too much food makes you feel a little bit lethargic. So certainly, you know, the supplements will definitely help you. And it's obviously everybody's goal to try to have the most effective products in their system when it's go time. Mm-hmm. So then when does fire come into play? Right before the race? Well, generally it's like it's kind of one of those things where you don't necessarily want to mess with it too much unless you have a tolerance for it. <laughs> 
because obviously you can it there are some negative effects to caffeine obviously mm-hmm. it can be anxiety but generally it's always you know helps with alertness and focus certainly our product does and obviously less anxiety than a normal caffeinated or pre-workout for sure because it's non-processed natural mm-hmm. um but yeah i think like whether it's a half a scoop or a full scoop depending on the duration and what your tolerance is and certainly like for kids it's maybe not the you know something that you would give them but yeah. generally with my kids in particular i'll give them a small amount to help with focus i'd like yeah. the end of a day or something like that mm-hmm. and then as far as you know whether you're using blitz and hydrate throughout the day and intermittently between sessions um whether there's like a longer break for like some digestion or specifically afterward to recover for the next time well whether i make a smoothie for for my guys in the truck and put some reload which is our um, whey protein isolate mm-hmm. complex um well add that in addition to the the blitz and fire and hydrate oh wow so it's a lot there's a lot happening but yeah. again it's like kind of just trying to make sure that you're topped off with calories and proper nutrition because again it's pretty tough to eat enough calories and have mm-hmm. a, a nutritional you know get your get your levels right before yeah. competition hey uh for the average dude right like you you're you're in the professional world dealing with the fastest guys in the world and uh but say just a guy like like myself right like how important are supplements to the weekend warrior type dude well i mean certainly like you know how i mean i wouldn't call myself an elite athlete at the moment but i mean that's like i've lived that life though yeah yeah but i know but it's just i'm i'm obviously sensitive as to how i would feel and Mm -hmm. then obviously how you feel affects the way you would perform but that's all the way it goes down to like, you know, you go riding at Paris or you, wherever you're going to go riding and what you had for breakfast or what you have for lunch or something you have between can directly affect how you feel mm-hmm. while riding. And then ultimately, you know, even with our protein, we have MCT oil, which helps with brain function. Like I said, it's complex. So it's generally nutrition will also affect your decision making and and obviously at the root of it, how you feel and how yeah. strong you are. So. I think no matter what the level is, it's obviously important when you're going to do any level of athletic endeavor, Mm -hmm. especially riding with the consequences that there are. Yeah. And like decision making and how quick you can think, it's definitely something that should be a priority. And uh, what about the thought of, well, I'm only going to take the, you know, the fire blitz on race day, right? Like I don't want my body to get too used to it where it's not going to make me feel more bitching on race day. Is that a stupid theory? Well, definitely like not <laughs> taking caffeine a lot would definitely help the effects of it on race day because you'll mm-hmm. grow a tolerance to it. So then it'll be less effective for sure. But I mean, certainly you definitely want to make sure that because really, like I said, blitz is a complex. The uh, reloads a complex. And then obviously everybody, no matter if you're an athlete or trying to focus on your schoolwork, etc. Mm-hmm. Electrolytes are important to, you know, for overall health. Yeah. So generally, like I would say that it, it probably as a rule of thumb would be to, to limit caffeine intake to a certain amount um, day to day. And so you can really perform on race day with a product like fire. Yeah. But that's that's definitely reasonable. OK. Hey, uh, <clears throat> how much water like not with anything added? How much water should a, a motocross racer, someone who's active, consume on a daily basis and then? On the weekends. That's just a, that's a tricky one because it's obviously a little bit different for everyone. And you mm-hmm. hear like a lot of things where people talk about drinking water excessively will deplete electrolyte stores and mm. and be adversely 
uh, affecting your performance and just like overall health. Um, so that's why like it's important to have electrolytes along with, with your water consumption, mm -hmm. especially when like trying to hydrate for an event. And then obviously hydrating for an event is also another debated um, process as to what you should do ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And generally like all I would say is just kind of getting an idea as to how your personal body would um, react to hard training uh, an event as far as like cramping or um, any sort of adverse effect that would come from lack of hydration and mm -hmm. kind of just adjust what you would do accordingly. Because it's certainly debatable out yeah. there, like the scientific stuff versus what, say, would be best for me or be best for you would be different. Mm -hmm. And from what I see from working with athletes, that's definitely the case. Okay, so if there's, say, 16 ounces of water, but then if you have 16 ounces of water with hydrate in it, right? Is that 16 ounces of water with hydrate more like drinking three glasses of regular water or something? No, it's a definitely we're just it just helps helps re, your body absorb it. Yes, it helps it helps you keep your electrolyte levels where they should be, so you're not depleting your minerals with just the water. Mm -hmm. So at I mean I would generally like for a rule of thumb for like before a national I would definitely advise my riders to use like drink one liter of water and one liter with hydrate. Mm-hmm. Okay. But again, that this is all like personal preference. There's not like necessarily like uh and again for me, because like growing up, whether I was in riding in cold weather, etc., and everyone's probably had that feeling where their fingers are like locked on the bars. Mm -hmm. And generally that comes from whether it's cramping from lack of hydration is what that is. Which yeah. forever I was like, I don't understand this, but would eat bananas or like think it was something with nutrition. Mm -hmm. That comes down to purely hydration. Let me ask you this. Sometimes if I ride my mountain bike like really hard, mm. um, not right after I ride, because like I usually ride in the mornings. Yep. But sometimes at night when I'm laying in bed, my toes cramp up. Oh, yeah. Is that a I'm dehydrated that's thing? A dehi that's a hydration thing, too. Wow. So then there's all the way like, because for me, I'm pretty, when I'm athletic, when I'm doing things, whether I'm training with my guys or mm -hmm. had been training for myself in the past. Yeah, I would do things like have protein and make sure that I had electrolytes after the fact because you know when you have a hard day, right? But sometimes the day gets away from you. Mm -hmm. You got stuff to do. So there'll be times where I'm like cleaning up my little kids' bikes and then packing stuff away and I'll lay down and I'll be like my... Because I yours your toes will like... My quad will cramp oh, or my yeah. hamstrings will cramp and I'll be like, oh! And Where's the, my pigs? The crazy thing is I understand like I'm a partner in Arma and I have, you yeah. know, I have a lot of interest in there to, for it to say that it performs awesome but i've had to where i can take a sip of the hydrate and have it go away really which is like crazy bizarre i yeah. understand that but well, dude, but there's like pickle juice there's the the weird um quench gum that's like super sour uh -huh. so evidently there's some level of like um you almost like reset your nervous system mm -hmm. to to get rid of the cramps because like in NBA locker rooms and stuff, there's that quench gum yeah. and pickle juice Yeah. because that type of shocking flavor or that tang will somehow reset your nervous system. To See, make I always thought cramping. it was uh, the electrolytes and pickle juice, but I mean, I, I heck, you know, they sell pickle which, juice. Which it could, which it could, shots, which it could right? be, but it's also has a lot of sodium, right? So that, yeah. that definitely helps against cramping, but those type of things are pretty instant. Mm-hmm. But hydrate works for that. Hydrate works for that too, because I you have cause, to mix it. Because at Loretta's, I had one beside my bed, and I like laid down because I had a long day packing up and was ready to drive home the next day. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my goodness! And then I had one there, and I smashed it, and I'm like, 
instantly. Yes. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Because it's hard. I mean, it's hard to. I mean, it sounds yeah. crazy, but that. No, that, I mean, happens. that makes sense. Because yeah. I mean, I've definitely uh, had the the cramp thing, like on a mountain bike ride. Like when I used to actually try to ride cross country, I'd do these long rides. Oh yeah. And you know they sell pickle juice in a little jar. Yeah, yeah. I'd take that with me, right? Um, but uh, one time, Christian, Craig, and I were we rode sixty miles on our mountain bikes, and after all the dirt stuff, we were on the road riding back to our, my house, and I cramped up both my quads, cramped up, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" And we found our way to a liquor store, and I'm thinking, "Go to the liquor store," and you know they have those big jars with the giant pickles and I'm like, they didn't have it. And I went out, you don't have pickles here in this liquor store. And so then I bought pickle flavored sunflower seeds thinking that that would help somehow. And Christian goes, go see if they have mustard. And I got a mustard packet from them cause they sold hot dogs in yeah. there and the mustard worked the same way. Yeah. I think it has something to do with like that sour tang taste that somehow resets your nervous system. Yeah. I mean, I, again, don't quote me and it's like not scientific because yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. seem like that would necessarily work. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that's a lot to do with it. Okay. Well, that's crazy. Um, thinking back to your, uh, I don't want to say decades, but like very long professional racing career, how uh, much of it did you rely on nutritional supplements? Or was there times when you just ate bananas and drank Gatorade? Because uh, like, it seems like supplements have been more prevalent lately of course no it's this has been a thing for a long time yeah, there, there's uh shoot i mean i think when the first year i raced professional jeff stanton gave me a bunch of products to use whether it was a protein and an electrolyte mm -hmm. and then there's always kind of been a standard of specific ones that would be like whether someone would give you some and then you would try those and then you would f buy other ones and so I don't think, I, to your point about your mountain bike ride, if this is super common at an outdoor race because it's like, I mean, you're giving it everything you can, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes to a fault, trying yeah. to. So, um, obviously, I've, I've never really, I don't think I've ever gone to a professional event without some without level of electrolyte okay. at least. Yeah. yeah. What's another one? That's I mean, and I started racing, my first pro race was in 97, so that was a long time ago. Yeah. Cytomax was also big. Remember yeah, Iron? So, yep, Cytomax, Revenge. and they had Revenge, which obviously Iron was a was a part of those mm -hmm. and helping making that like popular within our sport for sure. Yeah. So and then obviously the Muscle Milk Group. Um, yeah, the Enduro they sponsored people. I guess mm -hmm. that was early pink, early nineties. Wasn't the, the they had different flavors? It, but it yeah, was pink yeah, bottle, yeah. right? Yep. So Metagenics owns them now. So like mm -hmm. they're they got bought out by essentially a pharmaceutical company. Okay. So there's a, it's. it's obviously a, a very big category yeah so uh launching arma though the thing that caught my ear when you were speaking earlier you said it's kind of like motor motocross centric like you focused on motocross so uh have you had success reaching out into other sports well for us like obviously with the partners and most of the people that are involved as you mm -hmm. outlined the previous business that also used the arma name Mm -hmm. um, there's a couple partners involved still from that first initial launch with mm -hmm. a different um, branding and category that they were selling product in. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the branding itself is cool, and then Malcolm Stewart was sponsored by them initially and a yeah, bunch mm -hmm. of other athletes. Mm -hmm. But then since the relaunch, it's you know mainly motocross athletes, mm -hmm. and that's like the sport that we know the, the most. Yeah. And then obviously whether it's with, with, with training or friends we have, we're working towards products that would work towards, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's a cycling crowd, running crowd, 
Um, certainly it's the one product that we need um, that we don't have in the product line at the moment is like a carbohydrate. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, like I said, Blitz is a complex that works really well for whether it's 30 to 45 minutes at a time because it has lower levels of the BCAAs and complex carbohydrates mm-hmm. along with electrolytes. But again, we know we need to have like an all-encompassing line, whether that's a, a gel and, yeah. and a carbohydrate. So we're, we're missing a couple products at the moment, but we're constantly kind of revising the products we have, figuring mm-hmm. out how we could make them better for our customers, but then also um, working towards having a complete line and having whether it's a bar gel or a carbohydrate. So we're always, it's just also, you know, it's, it's, a, we're still pretty new and mm-hmm. we're trying to make sure that what we're doing is sustainable. So for our particular, uh, category in which we're marketing in, which motocross at the moment, that's, those aren't necessarily like high volume items, but those mm-hmm. are products in which like we have for Adam, Joe, Cameron, um, obviously Jeremy and Chad tried them. Mm-hmm. Stefano, who owns the Majura track, he's a partner. He has a little team out of his place. They get products to try. So we get a lot of feedback, whether it's within the cycling community, because Stefano is a part of a uh, world cycling team, also as a sponsor. So we have a lot of assets to, to help us with product development. So, yeah, we're always trying to evolve. Yeah. What's been the biggest challenge since you guys launched? Is it, uh, I mean, if you think back through the sport, like, uh, energy drinks are prevalent right yeah. a huge we, we where would motocross and supercross be if energy drinks all pulled out right it'd be tough yeah but like there's all this conflict and stuff like you know fmf came out with their energy drink yeah. and then their pipes got pulled off and stuff like that but uh has that been a hassle for you guys at all because uh, uh, you're not energy you're supplements yeah not ne- not necessarily a hassle but it's definitely something we take uh take into consideration we have no products that are ready to drink so everything is powder Mm -hmm. and all of like even the the fire which is the complex that has the caffeinated it it obviously could be branded as some level of energy but we brand it as boost and focus Mm -hmm. so then at that point we're not in conflict outwardly um because again like you said we're super thankful for the space and the support that the energy drinks have provided the industry for sure. And we yeah. definitely, we want to coexist. We definitely do not want to consider ourselves a competitor to them mm-hmm. um, because most of the athletes that, all of the athletes that we work with really at a high level have some level of energy drink backing, which is their bread and butter. So we need to coexist and then have another product in which they can rely on to to help their performance. But again, like our packaging and all of our, our you know, the brand as a whole with it being powdered instead of ready to drink is all trying to coexist. Mm-hmm. Okay, the uh, is it Inform Sport? Yeah, is that how you use? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as being tested and approved, and nothing that's gonna uh, get you red flagged in a in a in a post race drug test, right? Um, you guys take that very seriously, obviously. Um, can you talk about the, how testing has affected our sport and what you guys are doing to make sure? You're compliant. Well, there's a there's obviously been a few things in the past with the testing, whether it's, it's like a high profile rider that's had to sit out um, multiple times, mm-hmm. all, a few times based on what they thought was some level of contaminant in a supplement. Uh, before I even invested in Arma, like I made sure that it was super important, uh, and actually I, it was I was a no brainer. I, I couldn't really be involved unless it had some level of certification that the product was what 
we intended it to be without yeah. any level of contamination. And then really after like learning more about other products and how the labels aren't necessarily as transparent or honest as they should be, the informed sport portion is also a quality control, like assuring that the product actually has what's it said in there. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people that talk about how, Oh, like say, Oh, we have this great ingredient, but there's only like this much in it. Yep. So it, it, it holds yeah. us, it holds our, um, formulators accountable for our particular formula, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going to get as much nutrition, nutritional value out of that product as, as you expect. Mm -hmm. Not like, oh, this quarter our profits were down, so we're going to take some out. <laughs> well, so every batch of our stuff is informed sport certified. So then it's ensuring, one, that there's not any um, problem with contamination that would put us out of um, compliance with USADA, WADA, the, mm -hmm. any, any governing bodies that would, you know, obviously have a problem with the contaminated supplement, but really for someone uh, that's trying to get the most out of their you know, value for the product, it's, it's making sure that it's what's said is in there is actually in there. And yeah. there's a lot of most other brands that don't have level of like, whether it's informed sports certification or some level of high level certification, they'll end up putting a branded logo that says self uh, certified or something that's like, yeah, some level of nonsense but again it's like another part that makes arma premium it's mm -hmm. you know you it's, it's ensuring you're buying exactly what you expect to get, to buy yeah um you know when people say oh it's cross-contamination or whatever like how does that happen is it because say red stripe red stripe brand uh hydration is also made in the same factory as this bodybuilder stuff that has stuff that's illegal for racing and the same machines get used. Is that how they're claiming cross-contamination works? I'm not, I mean, obviously that seems like a very logical way that that would happen. And that seems like that, that would definitely be probably the most likely way for formulators to have cross-contamination is from products that had ingredients that weren't intended to be in one and something, some residue was left over from another, but I still think that that's probably a pretty small Mm -hmm. um, amount that would get put into others. But again, it's just not having checks and balances that the formulators are even putting the proper ingredients in them, to be honest with you. Yeah. So that's like obviously having the informed sports certification is, like I said, making sure that the product that you're buying is what you actually get. Yeah. And then uh, I'm sure that the informed sport certification process is, is costly, right? It's not like some thing that just gets done easily. It's like, well, scientists and well and that's exactly why at mo like a lot of brands you'll see some level of fake certification by them with mm -hmm. a like a some logo placed on it instead of informed sports certification um how or, many, or another uh, one of the prevalent testing places. okay i was going to ask you how many different testing uh certifications are there yeah like, there's there's, there's quite a few sport. but there's there's definitely um some other ones that carry over to all stick and ball sports as well mm -hmm. um we choose the informed sport one, which is obviously expensive and holds our products integrity at the mm -hmm. highest standards. Okay, uh, you've uh, you've also become uh, quite the uh, the racer dad as of late, right? Like I remember, I remember you bringing Vincent to his first race at, at the Muscle Milk Trans World Series. But so you've got uh, especially Vincent, your old eldest son, uh, very high level amateur racer right now also your daughter does high level gymnastics yep. right uh how much do you allow them to 
use the product? I mean, is this stuff all safe for kids? Is it? Is there anything bad for children in, in this stuff? Yeah, there's, uh, I, I mean, obviously, um, like you said, my oldest son, Vincent, he races pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. And then Donovan, who's just an active 10-year-old, he rides some and does a mm-hmm. lot of sports. But generally, it's important for them as much as an athlete to get the proper nutrition, right? Because I'm yeah. chasing around this 10-year-old, making sure he has ate all of his dinner. Yeah. So it's super common for us to make like, you know, a smoothie with the reload in it. So to ensure that he has enough nutrition for the day. Mm-hmm. And then my daughter, Ava, she does six hours, six days a week at the gymnastics gym. So she's mm-hmm. an elite level gymnastics. Um, so, you know, there's multiple times during the day where she's having at least a reload protein along with some other supplementation, whether that's hydrate or blitz. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't necessarily think it's uh, you have to be a high level athlete to get benefit from the product because it's obviously you know whether it's soccer whether it's basketball or you know kids at the track running around and their moto comes up you got to make sure they have the proper nutrition so they can like i said for one have you know be safe with their with their electrolyte levels and and all the way down to their level of thought process and which would affect their performance and decision making Mm -hmm. um how have you guys uh marketed to consumers is it all straight to consumer like website stuff or are you, I know you're in Roy Cyclery but is that because we're all pals of them he stocked it or I mean do you have retailers out there yet Yeah we have some some retail brick and mortar places for sure that we've set up whether it's the AEO shop Roy Cyclery mm-hmm. um I mean there's obviously quite a few cuz we have like a, a small rep force also whether it's yeah. at like cycling um you know bicycle shops or motocross shops etc but we're mainly mostly direct to consumer Mhm how, how do you feel, uh, like, I mean, anytime you launch a business, right, you set goals and five-year plan, 10-year plan, et cetera. Like, are you guys on track right now with growth and sales? Well, I mean, obviously, everybody's goal is to be a billionaire, right? So, like, <laughs> yeah. certainly, like, we try to start off the, the brand with the uh, foundation of having products that we're super proud of. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like I said, that's that's that ends up the product being pretty expensive, which our margin is not as high as maybe we would be if we were, like, our goal would be to just purely turn a profit and mm-hmm. sell products that we thought were junk, which is not uh, our goal. So we're setting our foundation with products that are elite and not like anything on the market, which puts us in a bit of a business bind. Mm-hmm. Um, we've formulated other products like the Hydrate, which is um, super high in electrolyte. But again, it's um, it's not a complex like most of our other products. So at that point, there's maybe a little bit more margin in there and we can give some of that stuff out a little bit easier mm-hmm. to have people sample the, the Arma product and and get the experience of the elite of elite supplement, they're how they would feel. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, we definitely have a great foundation. We have a bright future, but we definitely need to kind of, like I said, we're developing in a complete line and, and other products to where, you know, we can have an all-encompassing line for whether it's a motocross rider a, a high-end world cyclist or a, you know a triathlete etc mm-hmm. um you know when you make the tubs with a scoop versus the stick packs oh yeah stick packs are certainly convenient when you're at the track and stuff right but for you as the manufacturer isn't a uh, a tub is like a better value right well, definitely less packaging. Yeah. Right. So then it's that, more expensive for you guys to have all these little stick packs and everything. Yeah. But it's also way easier for us to sample. Right. So we can give out three stick packs of hydrate instead mm-hmm. of a 40 serving can. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was funny. Uh, 
Did you know that Scott Sepkovic called me recently? He 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 called me up and was like, just we're just talking about some stuff. And then yesterday he just showed up at my house. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, who's there? I thought it was a UPS guy, so I opened the door and it was Scott and he had the armor box. That's cool. But uh, yeah, I was stoked. I got some stuff from Scott. Yeah, he's 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 hustling. He's he's working super hard. Obviously, like there's a lot of us within the group here have a lot of friends and mm-hmm. and obviously people like yourself have been advocates of the brand. So we appreciate everybody. And again, yeah. like we're just getting started. Obviously, like I said, we're we have some products we're super proud of, and we've gotten a lot of great results with these products, and mm-hmm. uh, just intend to keep striving for more. Yeah. Um, is uh, using Arma a condition of a pro racer being trained by you? A mm. uh, condition of being trained by me is to give it everything you have, which uh, knowing what I know about supplements, yeah. having using Arma is a prerequisite. Okay. <laughs> um, we got to touch on it a little bit. I mean, you, you, you've transitioned amazingly well, right? Like from racer to trainer, right? Yep. Uh, what's been the most gratifying thing for you about passing your knowledge on and, and guidance to the other riders? Is it race wins or is it something else? Well, I mean, certainly like after I was done, even honestly, even in my 30s when I was still racing, I was super close with Ryan Villapoto because him and I trained a bunch mm-hmm. together at the beginning of his career with Randy Lawrence. And so obviously I had like a personal relationship with Ryan. So mm-hmm. I was riding a Kawasaki. He was winning all these races and we were riding together frequently, whether I was, uh, you know, Showa would do my suspension and some stuff that you know, maybe I had ridden with before had ended up on his bike just because we had, you know, been close and he would confide in me about things. And then it was gratifying to be able to help. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously he had a great training program with Alden and a lot of people in place to help him, but you know, there was a personal level of relationship with him, whereas I was happy to help him. Yeah. Um, along with like obviously striving for my own goals and working on my Mafia Moto Crew brand, etc. Um, but then post racing, I got the opportunity to work with with Adam a little bit, and then um, I really gained his trust by making some pretty big gains in his riding and, and results. And then started working full time, and then he won a lot of Supercrosses and won the outdoor title the year that we worked full time the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, then transitioned into the 450s with some success. So um, I, I think there's just a lot of years in where I was, whether I'm sitting on the tailgate at the practice track or at the races, staring off into the horizon, wondering, man, what do I got to do? Mm-hmm. Or these like deep thoughts and how I could improve really, um, I really learned a lot because it was you know not a super easy go for me. Um, a lot of it after in hindsight was like, to my own doing, whether mm-hmm. I was maybe a little too emotional with some things, <laughs> et cetera. But uh, yeah, it's it's been nice to pass along some some knowledge and guide these guys with a bit of perspective as to what matters in the moment. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously Adam is, is uh, working through some past injuries that's still kind of haunting him at the moment, which is making racing a bit frustrating for him, but he's doing a good job being consistent and trying to stay level-headed and focused to improve in mm-hmm. his current situation. And then I've uh, worked with Cameron for a few years now, and he got his first um, win with with uh, working together. So that's been gratifying also because he's working on being more consistent. And he's, mm-hmm. you know, when the season started this year, he was off the podium just one time before – um, he had an unfortunate circumstances that mm-hmm. sidelined him for the season, but, uh, and then obviously with Joe, he, 
won his first outdoor race last year and got second in the series, which was best for him. And I mean, I don't know. I, I probably should take it a little bit more just like as a business, but mm-hmm. it's a lot more than that to me because it's, yeah. you know, I obviously I remember being in similar position to them as where I'm striving to improve or there's something that I felt was holding me back that um, I'm able to lend a hand on. Yeah. What's it like working with uh, with Joe? You know, I mean, he's, well, I've seen him around you. He's he's not the typical Japanese kid around you. But uh, you've got three different writers, three different personalities. Yeah. Um, was there a learning curve with Joe on how to push his buttons and get him to do things? Or is he just does everything you tell him? Uh, Joe, Joe's pretty structured with like, you know, he, he takes instruction pretty well. But again, he's... There's a lot of things that I'm asking him to do that aren't like supernatural for him, mm-hmm. so so it takes a little bit of pushing for sure. But he he enjoys it. He kind of like there'll be times whether he like comes back from the hot lap or practice starts or something at a national when they have like the starting thing, and he'll look back and see like my reaction to how it went, and I'm basically like that ain't it, <laughs> and he like stay out of it. <laughs> so I'm like I'm constantly pushing him, but yeah, yeah he is obviously very talented. And he's a he's a great person, so I I really enjoy having him in, as the uh, the most recent addition to the program. And mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately, he was injured before the season started. But this last weekend, he had a great race. And yeah, again, that's uh, we have a pretty strong lineup in the group, and everybody's has their own strengths, and everybody gets along pretty well. And Vincent's been tagging along a fair bit the last year or so, so mm-hmm. he really enjoys those guys because obviously they're at the high end and uh, their determination and work ethic is is noted by him. So mm-hmm. it's it's cool. So is Vincent, uh, you know, like there's so many times when kids are like, they don't realize how cool or how accomplished their father is. They're like, oh, that's just dad. I mean, is he uh, diligent when you're working with him or is he sometimes like, nah, uh, listens to that then goes and asks rv or something well there's one thing for sure that i try really hard to make sure with vincent's racing is that that it's not my idea so at any time that i can make it hard on him i try to because from you know whether it's a 50 60 now he rides an 85 and a super mini it's never going to get easier mm-hmm. and like the, the same reason why we you and i still enjoy riding it's because it's pretty hard yeah. Right. So like, well, whether we cycle, run, swim, whatever it is physically, like you go riding and it's just not the same. It's really tough. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, it, with uh, him striving to be what he thinks is an elite professional, he's going to have to be. Yeah. His work ethic is going to have to be pretty strong and he's going to have to be pretty mentally strong. So at this point, I generally try to make things harder on him. And so then when he wants to have a pro tip or a shortcut he's definitely if he if he has a question or there's something that i see he's he's very uh he comprehends quickly Mm. because he he like appreciates the help yeah um so he's like for me on the outside watching his rate of progression it's been super impressive because like i'm as i said i was there for his very first race Mm -hmm. right and now he's uh, sponsored by Husqvarna and Monster and uh, winning titles, right? So when you guys first started, did you have that in mind? Did you envision that? 
I told being this serious into it, or were you just thinking it was just be fun? Well, that's what I always say to people. I'm like, oh, get your kid a PW. It'll be fun to teach him how to ride. <laughs> then you're out here all the time, yeah. changing the spec on the Super Mini and such. Yeah. Because, yeah, it does escalate quickly because, I mean, he's he's 13 now. And, I mean, I shoot, he the first time he raced, he was seven. So it escalates, like, really quickly. Yeah. And even now, I don't ride as much as I would like to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, pr- I probably would say it works out to maybe, like, once a month, twice a month. Really? That little, huh? But him and I are, like, close in speed. He probably has me. Really? Yeah, I saw something. Someone had something on social one day. Yeah, because Adam came to watch because on Sundays we were doing Sunday scrimmage. So we'd do like three 20-minute motos, and then it would be like a three-moto format. But uh-huh. then I would quit if I lost the first two. <laughs> but then, it's, but he, the thing, the problem is, is because he like at all costs wants to beat me. So then he's yeah. putting like a family of four in jeopardy by sending it down a hill at Paula, and they're like <laughs> cruising around, and I'm like, dude, you've got to chill. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's it's fun to see his progress and in general like I'm a, it when someone who hasn't been around him and then they see us and then they have known me from the past that they kind of like have that notion that I can make it easy for him or it may potentially be my idea even though I don't act like it is mm-hmm. they're like wow he's into it yeah cuz yeah. like there's even cuz like Joe right he's pretty laid back and Vincent's pretty intense and so He'd be like, oh, my gosh, he's so competitive. <laughs> like last summer we were at my place in Michigan, and he was working on a couple corners, and he kept messing up, and he'd get super mad. Yeah. Joe came cruising up on the pit bike, and then he's watching, and then he had to go back to the barn because it's too intense. So then Joe's like, I don't, I don't, basically like, I don't get it, man. Like he's that into it. He just, he's just a kid. Yeah. And I'm always, I'm always that telling Joe, business is business. Don't matter. <laughs> Oh man! But then you have Donovan on the other end of the spectrum. I mean, he's he's probably the happiest kid I've ever seen at dirt bike track. Oh, he's like, dominating the pit party, dominating. <laughs> so, what do you think? Do you think something like take the Stewarts, right, Malcolm and James? Like something just clicked for Malcolm one day, and he wanted to race. Are you waiting for that to happen for Donovan? That's what I'm nervous of. Because it's like hard enough to keep up with one full-time racer, but Donovan wants to ride. I don't know, maybe twenty percent of the amount of time Vincent does. But mm-hmm. like, it always comes down to when we go to our place in Michigan in July. He like loves to ride. He'll ride every time mm-hmm. with Vincent, and so he improves quickly. And then from when we get home from Loretta's till probably like the New Year, he probably doesn't really want to ride in the fall. Really. Um, and then he ramps his schedule up for what he thinks is the area qualifier and the regional. So he, from we went to the AZ Open at mm-hmm. the beginning of December, and he hasn't ridden since until the area qualifier two weeks ago. Mm. And I'm like, bro, you have got to chill. And then you, I'm like, you have got to practice though if I'm going to take you to this regional. So now he's all amped up on a race this weekend, and I'm like, cause, cause yeah, he like loves to get his gear on. Mm-hmm. And he loves to hang out with everybody at, at the track. And then Vincent will push him to be better. And I'm like, dude, you've got to chill with him. Because <laughs> I'm trying to hang out with him to and from the track in the van. Like, yeah. if, if you're going to make him not want to ride because you're too intense, you're bumming me out. <laughs> so, yeah, he definitely takes it uh, not quite as serious as Vincent, that's for sure. But, again, it's like he, he enjoys riding. He, he rides well. He rides within his means. But... The one thing that makes me nervous is his lack of preparation and he gets sendy. So yeah. we try to be prepared enough when he wants to race. What is he what else does he like to do? 
Uh, well, he plays basketball. He's played soccer. He's going to be on the he's flag football this next fall. I mean, dude, he's like all over the neighborhood with, with kids. He's selling this and that in the neighborhood. He's like lemonade stand guy, mafia t-shirt stand guy, bracelet selling guy. <laughs> yeah. Did I did I see, did he have a mullet on purpose? Oh, yeah, he's got a mullet. He has a mullet yeah. because it's cool now for kids that uh, age? Yes. Like it's cool, or he thinks it's funny. No, no, he, no. He does not think it's funny. He thinks, he thinks it's, it's absolutely cool. sick. Yeah, for his birthday last year, there's this lady in Michigan who's like, I don't know, she's got over a million followers on TikTok or something. So Vincent or Donovan knew who she was, and um, my family had told him that there was this lady who was famous, social media lady who does mullets, and so we got him an appointment there for his birthday last year. And we got him some new like sutros or whatever along with it and I gave him to him when he was done and he thought he was doing it. He, <laughs> he got his mullet all penciled in and then he, he hasn't cut the back since. And it's like past his shoulder. So with his helmet on, he's stoked. Like in, oh. He hides his curly mullet shampoo in our shower to keep it away from Vincent. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it, and then I, I don't know where I was at last week or it was a couple weeks ago and I got a video of him getting... My wife got her hair cut, and he got foils in and got highlights in this mullet. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, He's weird. a bad influence. Uh, look close. Joe's growing his mullet out. Oh, no. Yeah, he, he looks like bowl cut, but he has longer in the back. Oh, and okay. he says for Red Bud, his mullet's going to be flowing. Flowing. Nice. So how about, uh, how do you balance uh, motocross dad with gymnastics dad? Like, do you... Like, for instance, when my daughter started playing soccer, right, club soccer at a competitive level, and I said, like, I, it was fun. Yeah, I went. But I'll tell you, I didn't know about the game. Like, one day I was like, hey, and this is into, like, club soccer many years. I'm like, how come sometimes it's a corner kick and sometimes it's a throw-in? Yeah. Like, I didn't know, right? Yeah. Like, are you very well-versed in the gymnastics world? Do you know what's going on? Do you know what the name of the twirls and the spins are? Uh, I do, but, like, sometimes I'll mess it up because i am got dad lingo, right? Yeah. But it's it's because she started as a beginner also. Mm -hmm. And so, like, obviously she'll add skills and different variations each year. So it, it's a little bit easier to keep track of, but I'm always unsure as to like what the next thing is. And there's a lot of like very small details that make a huge difference that mm -hmm. are like not super obvious to me. So yeah, it's, it's not super easy for me to keep track of and push her to do something that's out of her comfort zone or mm -hmm. because I, it's not some, a lot of the stuff she can't really do on her own. She needs to be spotted because she's like, you know, there's released skills on the bars where she's going from the high to low, low to high and then doing like some level of skill between whether it's like a twist or it, it's complicated and mm -hmm. obviously can be very dangerous. Yeah. Are the, uh, are the injuries in that sport is prevalent as moto? Mm, the wear and tear for sh like probably worse maybe cause we're struggling. Yeah. Ava's struggling with like a back thing that she's been. So we've been going back and forth to Beverly Hills, to specialists about seeing cause she's been struggling with, uh, pain in her back and just it's kind of like arth arthritis and stuff like which is at age 16 so it's yeah. kind of a complicated deal as to like as a parent if we want her to continue but she's on the track to last year she won nationals in beam so she's she's really exceptional mm -hmm. and she lives for it 
but then like this wear and tear with her body is, is something that we want to trade for the, her quality of life for the rest of her yeah, life that's where yeah. we're like literally at that point now oh wow so as far as like balancing the what i'm doing for work and it's yeah as a parent it's tough because mm-hmm. you know she travels and so my wife she's crazy awesome because you've probably seen nicole at the track with the boys by herself yeah but again it's kind of as a parent i want to empower them to be able to understand that I, I can't really run over there to catch them. I would yeah. love to, as you as you feel the same way about your family. Mm-hmm. But, shoot, I remember when I was maybe like 20, it was still difficult for me to feel like I was trying my hardest without my dad standing there with the pit board or, you know. Yeah. So, so I'm definitely conscious of that and try my hardest to empower them to understand that it's their deal. But, yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, this day and age, like trying to – reach work goals and personal mm-hmm. goals at the same time is, is difficult, but I try my best as we all do. Yeah. What a crazy, uh, what a crazy journey as a parent you've had, like two separate, completely different sports and both your kids are very high level. Yeah. And, uh, on top of that, your schedule for work, travel yeah, to the races and all that. But, yeah. uh, I don't know, man. Well, uh, I think we're about out of time, but I want to say it's been, uh, it's been fun knowing you all these years, you know, like all the way back to the, for the MDK days and when I loaned you that 250 Honda and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'm super excited about the, uh, the whole Arma sport thing. And, uh, man, I'd like to see it take off and, and you can all be billionaires, like you said, right? Yeah. I mean, for sure. Obviously like our intentions are to provide product that would help an athlete. Yeah. And if we can, make a good business of it sweet for sure and again don appreciate your support over the years obviously working together whether it's at an msr photo shoot or video shoot and now we're working on some answer stuff here and there together mm-hmm. and um obviously you're helping us with arma and using the product and so yeah we appreciate all of your support over the years and it's nice to see you having a nice headquarters of your own it's cool man oh yeah it was it was a little scary a few years ago oh but, yeah get uh, it. here we are but yeah so uh if you're listening watching uh yeah i've been i've been using arma stuff for quite a while now i really do like the blitz um hydration is something new that i got i enjoy that as well but uh you can use the code sml20 for a 20 percent discount at the website's armasport.com yes sir armasport.com but um nick thanks for coming down yeah thank you and best of luck with everything and thank you guys for listening to the uh, Yoshimura Midweek Podcast. See you next time.